Welcome to Ready for Anything, where we discuss real-life medical cases. All right, got my bourbon, I'm ready to go. (laughs) So, in case you hear the ice cubes clinking in the cup, that is the good doctor having some bourbon. (laughs) It's a good night for bourbon. It is a good night for bourbon. night that ends in Y. (laughs) Sorry, we have been away for a bit. Um, life yeah. happens. Yeah, night shift. Yeah, we've had a string of night shifts, and then for both of us, actually. So um, we didn't know what day it was for about five days there. I still don't know what day it is. Tuesday. That's right. We had tacos. Taco <laughs> it's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. That's right. All right. So, this week, we are going to talk about one of our least favorite subjects, which is delivering babies in the emergency room. Oof. No, thank you. Yeah. L-N-D. Yes. Do not stop. Do not pass. Go. Go. Do Do not not collect $200. (laughs) Keep going. Go straight to L-N-D. Yeah. We do not like birthing babies in the ER. Mm Mm-mm. Makes me nervous. One of the few things that makes me nervous. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know, women, you know, give birth all the time without, well, most of the time without any complications or assistance. But there's always that one time that it's going to be just bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that baby, it, it, which is why we have stories to prove this, but that baby is going to come when it's ready. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> even when, especially, and mom may not be ready. Yes. Mom this, may not even know. This is true. Oh, we have a kitty cat in here. That was when you started talking about, you know, delivering babies in the ER. The the ones that, the one that first popped in my head was the the eighteen year old girl that didn't even know she was pregnant. That came to the ER, complaining of uh, vaginal discharge. And I walked in the room, and she was pacing back and forth. And I was thinking, oh, well, she's got the PID shuffle, you know. Or maybe she's a kidney stone, but she kept, her main complaint was the vaginal discharge. And she was a, a, a larger female, but, you know, nothing that screamed being pregnant straight off the bat. Until I went to do the vaginal exam and went to put the speculum in, there was a head of hair there. Yeah, that's not good. That's not something you want to see. Yeah, she was full-term delivering. Mm. Didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah, that is scary, and those stories actually do happen. So, um, (laughs) I guess I can um, jump right into the story that I have. I know you have another story back when you were a paramedic. Um, because you actually brought me that patient <laughs> into the ER. The Immaculate Conception? Yeah, ah. the, the non-English speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so we will get to that one shortly. But um, my story, and actually the first baby that I delivered in the emergency department, this was years ago, back before we had children, and it was New Year's Day. And I was working day shift on New Year's Day, 7 a.m. 
and there's about a 99% chance that I was hungover. Um, we definitely had been out celebrating the night before. <laughs> Those were the good old days when we could stay out and party, go home, sleep for four hours, and then work a 12-hour shift. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I can barely work a 12-hour shift when I get 12 hours of sleep the night before. <laughs> but I was in triage that morning, 7 a.m. I had gotten my cup of coffee, walking up towards triage, and the door opens. I see leg. It's a wheelchair. There's. Do you remember Miss K, the transporter? Mm-hmm. Yep. Miss K was running like her hair was on fire. And I look and I see legs up in the air, baby crowning. I don't know what happened to my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) They said that I hurdled the chair like it was (laughs) like I was on a track running doing the hurdles. (laughs) Thank goodness I had the forethought to grab gloves, got gloves on, kneeled down just in time to catch. And that really is all you do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it's bad form if you let them bounce. Well, yes, that is, that is what I was about to say because Carolyn Hickox, who was my nursing instructor, my very first year in nursing school, She's like, they are slippery, hold on tight. So I put one hand in behind the baby's neck, one hand around the baby's thigh, and held on to that like it was a precious gem. (laughs) (laughs) So the physician that happened to be on that morning is probably one of the most laid-back physicians that we used to work with. He comes strolling up there, and by this time... Miss Linda, one of the other techs in mm-hmm. the ER, was holding up a sheet <laughs> trying to keep this lady, the poor lady that had just delivered. We were trying to give her at least a little bit of dignity while, you know, she's delivering in the middle of the hallway in the emergency department. So the doctor comes walking up and he's like, Well, my goodness, what do we have? It's a baby. <laughs> I was like, could you please help me out here? So we ended up, um, I'm still holding the baby. The baby is still attached to the umbilical cord. Mom hasn't delivered the placenta yet. So we're doing like the shuffle to one of the rooms. Mm -hmm. I think we went either into one or two, one of the rooms right there up front and uh, ended up, you know, baby was fine. I will never forget that baby laying eyes open, looking around just, and that just goes to prove my point that, I mean, they're coming Yep. and the baby was fine. But after all was said and done, I realized that that baby came into this world around a pair of purple leopard thongs. <laughs> <laughs> You think he reached out and pushed him aside? I don't know. I never even noticed the thongs until the baby came out. And I was like, huh. (laughs) 
So that was the first baby of the new year that was born at the hospital. It happened to be a girl, actually. You, oh, you, now you might be able to answer this because I don't know. I've never, I don't have no frame of reference for this. But is are, are thongs comfortable when you're nine months pregnant? I mean, thongs are not comfortable ever. <laughs> <laughs> Least of all <laughs> when you are nine months pregnant, and that's just my opinion. <laughs> So that was the first baby that um, I delivered. Who was it who, I don't know if you remember this or not, that delivered the baby in the car in in the driveway circle, but the, the lady was Hispanic. And I forget who it was, but all I remember is that they were trying to tell her to push. And they were saying... <laughs> They were calling her a very bad <laughs> they name. They were saying Puha. Yeah. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> trying is... to say push, which <laughs> Puha in Spanish is not push. <laughs> and the husband was not happy. No, that we were calling his wife a very bad name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that I get it. They were trying to do they were trying yes. to help her. They were trying yes. to, you know, they thought they were in their broken Spanglish. Trying to uh, to help her deliver her child. Yes. <laughs> so, speaking of broken Spanglish. Oh, yeah. So, the Immaculate Conception. Yes. Uh, those things still happen, apparently. Um, so, this was back in my days when I was a paramedic. And uh, we get called out to, uh, you know, abdominal pain, I think it was. And so, we, we get to the house, and it's this young Hispanic female and her young Hispanic uh, boyfriend. And she's obviously pregnant. Like, this is not one that it, it was hidden. I mean, it was very obvious as soon as we walked in what was going on. And she's, you know, complaining of these abdominal pains that keep coming every two minutes. And um, so we we start trying to talk with her. And uh, obviously, as soon as we saw what was going on, we just put her in the back of the ambulance. And we started driving to the hospital because we were a good 40 minutes away from the hospital. Yeah. You guys were like on the other end of the County. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't like delivering babies in the back of an ambulance any more than I like delivering babies in the ER. And so, uh, we're going and and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how far along she is and, and if she's had any prenatal care and then, you know, she keeps saying no, 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 no sex, no sex. She's like, adamantly denying that she's had sex this entire time. And uh, so I get to a point where I'm trying to get information from her. And one of our paramedics also worked in dispatch and he spoke Spanish and I knew he was working dispatch that night. So I was going to call him. Well, you gotta remember this was back in the day. There was no cell phones. It was a bag phone. There was a bag phone <laughs> in the ambulance. And so, but the bag phone was up front and I'm in the back. So I'm, I, I've got the bag phone stretched as far as it'll go to the back. And I'm on the phone. And so I've got, I've got my, my friend who speaks Spanish on the phone. And I say, okay, how do I ask her this question? And he says it, and I repeat it, and I hold the phone out. And he can hear her answer. And then I listen to him, and I say, what did she say? And so this goes back and forth for a few minutes, and I get to the point where I say, okay, I need to check to see if she's crowning. Can you tell her I need to 
look to see if there's any signs that her baby's coming out, if she's crowning. And he's like, dude, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I'm like, you're no help. All right, bye. So I hang up the phone, and I figure, you know what? Everybody kind of understands sign language. So I get down to the end of the stretcher, and I look at her, and I, and I point at me, saying I, and then I point to my eyes, need to look, and then I point to her Ooh, crotch down there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we kind of get come to an understanding of what I need to do because I don't want to, you know, freak this girl out, just me lifting her clothes up. And luckily, nothing was, there was no baby head. So we weren't crying because we had time. So we get to the hospital, to you. Yes. Going into the room. Room 15. And she's again still saying she can't be pregnant. She's, she's never had sex. She's, she doesn't have sex with a boyfriend. And as we lift her on the sheet off of our stretcher onto the hospital bed, whoosh. Her water breaks <laughs> off the end of the stretcher yep. onto the floor. And she later had a immaculately conceived boy, I think it yes, was. Yes, it was a boy. And the poor boyfriend, he... <laughs> <laughs> Look, why does it go? He was he's shell-shocked. <laughs> that was one of those situations to where, you know, thankfully we were able to get her upstairs to labor and delivery, and we actually did not have to deliver that baby in the emergency room, thank the good Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's, yeah, <laughs> scary. <laughs> Now, this makes me think of the after, you know, we're, we're talking about delivery. So this is a story about, not about us delivering a baby, but a friend of ours, yeah, him and his wife, they were having their second or third kid. I can't remember which one. And uh, so, you know, beautiful day. They're all up in the in the uh, the room. And um, the friend of mine, he's taking pictures. He's taking pictures of mom and new baby. You know, baby's born, and they put baby up on mom's chest, and he's taking pictures of him and mom and baby and all, and text them to everybody. Everybody in the family got a texted picture of the newborn baby with mom and him in the picture. But what they forgot was that mom had asked for a birthing mirror. So if you don't know what a birthing mirror is, this is a mirror that's set up down at the end of the feet so that mom can actually watch the baby be born. And so you get a very clear picture of that area. And that was included in the text picture that sent out to the entire family. I'm glad we did not do birthing mirrors. Yes. No. With our children. No, we did not. Which our second one, we went to Walmart and got anyways. So. <laughs> So our, with Aiden, you know, <laughs> he was a little bit early. So he was a little bit early and we had gone to Walmart grocery shopping and I knew at that point he was breech. Um, he was a stubborn little thing that was determined to come into the world but first no matter mm -hmm. what we tried to do to get him to flip um so we go into walmart we buy groceries i start having contractions as we're walking around walmart and they get worse and they get worse and by the time we're checking out i'm like okay this is really 
this is this is it. Your water broke in Walmart. Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, it wasn't one of those gushing moments. It was a, I think I peed myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I distinctly remember saying, I am not delivering a beach baby in Walmart, or a breach baby in Walmart. Yes. We're going to the hospital. Yes. So we went to the hospital, um, all of our groceries in the car in August <laughs> in North Carolina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was a little warm. It was a little warm. The ice cream melted. The baby was born. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up having to have a section with him. So, yeah. So, I think that's all of our birthing stories. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's any other ones. I have one other one. Um, I mean, it was pretty uneventful compared to the first one. I think I've delivered a total of three babies in the ED. So, yeah, it's uh, something that we don't like to do, but something that we are prepared to do. So, yeah, like a lot of things, we we can do them. We just don't want to. This is correct. (laughs) So we were looking at our schedule of topics for next week. What do you think? Are we going to do the uh, Chinese food? Sure. Yep. We will explain to you why ordering Chinese food in the emergency department is the kiss of death. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving.